I know that our ears have crystals in them. So I assumed if our ears have crystals, I wouldn't put it past our ears to be able to just have parts that float. That's something, Kev. But not yet. So changing gears Mm -hmm. back to... Back to actual (laughs) medical science. Sure, 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 sure. Welcome to the Ask an Audiologist podcast, real audiology white papers written by real audiologists and explained to you by a real audiologist and a guy who isn't. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Ali Tresseter and Kevin Zener. Hello and welcome back to the Ask an Audiologist podcast. I'm Kevin Zener. And I'm Dr. Ali Tresseter. And even though it doesn't feel like it, we are in March and that means that we are in spring. And when it's spring, that means allergies. So with that being the case, today's episode is going to be about asking the question that Dr. Emily McMahon writes about in her article, Can Allergies Cause Hearing Loss? So not that you know this, but now I'm going to share this with you and our listening audience. Big allergy guy over here. Big time. You look like you would be. Thank you. Very weak (laughs) is what she's trying to say. Swollen eyes, clogged nostrils, itchy skin, but as far as I remember, I, I still maintained the ability to hear. So, okay. so I don't know how allergies necessarily affects my hearing because it's just affected every other element of my body. But clearly it can cause some chaos within the ear, ear canal, and all that jazz. So Allie, talk to us about allergies and the potential for hearing loss. So with allergies, you know how you said you get a really stuffy nose? Yes, so- very much so. Your stuffy nose with allergies, a lot of times that can come from inflammation within, you know, kind of behind your nose and the nasopharynx. Mm -hmm. So the nose, the back of your throat, your ears are all kind of connected. So if we go back to um, the anatomy of the ear, right, you know, you've got that outer ear. That's your ear canal, essentially. Got it. Then you've got your eardrum. And then right after your eardrum, you've got those three bones. And those three bones exist in... Um, in air. So okay. it's just an airspace, right? Floating. What? Are they floating? <laughs> Do they just float there? I imagine the cliffs from that Avatar movie where they just float. Is that what those bones do? Or are they like floating in a liquid? So, well, when I say airspace, okay. that means no liquid. That oh, means got like it. actual air. Okay. Um, not floating. So they are on the other end. One end, they're connected to the eardrum. Got it. The other end, they attach to your cochlea, your hearing organ. Okay. But then they exist like, they're, you know, they're kind of connected. Sure. Exist in this airspace. I just like the idea because, and we'll probably eventually touch on this. Like, I know that our ears have crystals in them. So I assumed <laughs> if our ears have crystals, I would put it past our ears to be able to just have parts that float. That's something, Kev. But not yet. (laughs) We have yet to find the first human species who has body parts that simply float. Yeah. We'll get there. So changing gears Mm -hmm. back to... Back to actual medical science? Sure, (laughs) sure, 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 sure. So because they exist in this airspace, right? Have you ever, when you go on an airplane, Mm -hmm. you know how your ears, you feel pressure and then they pop? The worst. Right. And when, when you feel that pressure before your ears pop, do you ever feel like your hearing's muffled? Totally. So, Like when I do that ah, ah, ah thing, then I can actually hear the captain or the, the stews actually giving me some safety emergency knowledge. Do you actually do that on the plane? Do I, make list, that do I make noise? that face? Um, do I do that? 
I want to say no, but to be fair, I can see myself in this recording. I don't know what I necessarily look like while I'm doing it on a plane, but I maybe it's more like this. It's more like flexing the nose. But if it's really bad, I go, ah, ah. I mean, both ah. of those look. Yeah, they're not great. I mean, they're not. I mean, who looks cool doing it? Get me somebody <laughs> on this podcast who I say, now unclog your ears and they're going to look like Joe Cool. Do I it. Mean, you do it. No. Exactly. <laughs> See? Willing to risk my own brand for the mm, mm, ah, ah. This podcast has gone completely off the rails. But now we, everybody, it's relatable. Everybody understands what we're talking about. All right. Good. So when your ears pop mm -hmm. and they equalize pressure, that's because you have something called a eustachian tube. Got it. It's a tube that runs from that middle ear space, that air space, yeah. down to essentially the back of your throat. Okay. Okay. And so with allergies, because you've got inflammation behind the eyes, in the nose, that inflammation can essentially push against that eustachian tube so it can't open as easily. Got it. And so essentially that hearing loss, a conductive hearing loss, which mm -hmm. as we know is, is a mechanical, usually a temporary hearing loss. Okay. That is due to the fact that your ear cannot equalize pressure. Got it. And so, so hearing loss, if you have bad enough allergies and, and the symptoms manifest in your ears is a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. You, it's temporary. It's probably going to come back after you pop a Claritin, right? Sure. But what can be the long-term negative effects of that? Like, can that actually get progressively worse based on allergies or whatever, you know, um, side effects of those allergies can lead to? It's very rare that there are actually long-term health consequences from that. Got it. Um, what can happen is that if you have constant negative middle ear pressure, your eardrum is essentially pulled a lot more taut. Okay. And so over time, that can kind of make your eardrum as a whole just a little bit more flexible. Okay. Um, because oh, so it's like, been stretched. So there's like some general movement if it's in a, if it's a healthy state. Mm -hmm. And then if it gets too taut, now it's like you've, you, you've worn your elastic pants too much. And now they're not as form-fitting. Exactly. Now it's, it's the pregnancy pants. Got it. Of, of I had to make that analogy more dumb for me to understand. So okay. happy you it's did okay. that. That's okay. That's why you're here, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, but we call it hypermobile. So that okay. eardrum moves a little bit. Oh, more. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Typically, like if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're saying, oh my gosh, I get really bad allergies they've probably experienced a version of this, right? Sure. Clearly anybody who's flown has experienced a version of this. But short of, what do we call that? Hypermobility? What'd you call it? The 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 elasticity of the ear? Yeah, so the more elastic, yeah. the, the TM, the more mobile. How, how, how much, how long would that eardrum have to be taught like that for it to be a real issue for somebody? That's a really good question. Thank it's, you. It's I'm full of at least one of them. A pocket. It's one a podcast. likely patient specific, um, but I actually I don't know the data okay. on that because I I think it is quite rare for allergies to be the cause of something like Got it. that because they're so temporary. Yeah, I mean it would have to be so chronic, and I don't know many patients who are going to deal with allergies that severe for sure. that long mm -hmm. without seeking treatment. So then the other thing would be. When it comes to like, so if my ears are just like plugged, plugged, right? Mm -hmm. Is there any chance of actual fluid from my allergies getting into my ears and, and causing any issue? Like, any, like, can it, can it lead to an ear infection? So 
Theoretically, yes. Okay. So if you've got a lot of negative middle ear pressure, it can pull fluid mm-hmm. into the middle ear. But again, that would be kind of like a secondary piece of a of a chronic allergy issue. Got it. Um, but it's definitely not the norm. Got it. And so then what's the best thing that anybody can do as we head into spring and things are blooming and people want to literally stop and smell the roses? But if you're not taking Claritin or if you don't have a Kenalog shot, but you just know that allergies are a part of your life, when should somebody actually be concerned? And then when should they actually take action on that concern? So I think the concern would just come from when you are no longer able to tolerate it because the the hearing loss, if we're speaking specifically to that, is usually temporary mm-hmm. due to the inflammation kind of in your nasopharynx, behind your nose, and the uh, ear space. Um, yeah, it'd be really when they can't deal with it anymore. But truly, allergies a lot of the time are so treatable mm-hmm. that nobody should suffer intentionally. If you've got, even if it's a runny nose and it's not affecting your ears. Sure. Take some Claritin. Yeah. Take you know, talk to your physician about it because there's no reason to suffer. Do you have allergies? Do you get allergies? Oh yeah. 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 I had my camera off for a meeting, uh, a Zoom oh. meeting recently because uh, my eyes were like swollen shut. Got it. It was a good look. Do you want a fun little story before we end this podcast about young Kev? Always. So there's these plants and they're called Scotch broom and they're these big beautiful yellow bushes and when they bloom they're gorgeous but the amount of pollen that comes from them is outrageous. So I must've been like 10 or 11 and our neighbor had a huge scotch broom plant in the backyard that bumped right up to our yard. (laughs) And the thing went in bloom and I'm not kidding you. My left eye swelled so much that my mother made me wear an eye patch. Please tell me she has pictures. I don't think so. I don't know how I escaped not having that follow me around for the rest of my life, but I was probably 10, 11, 12-year-old Kev, walking around for at least a day with a full-blown eye patch. That's such a missed opportunity by your mom. Here's the weirdest thing. Who has an eye patch on hand (laughs) to just look at their child and be like, don't worry, we'll cover this with our spare eye patch. Was it an actual, in my mind, I see her jimmy-rigging something like a Kleenex and taping it on there. 100% real black eye patch. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, now because we're talking about eye patches, thank you, Dr. Allie. Thank you. And so remember, uh, take your Claritin, uh, avoid (laughs) using Afrin, that's bad for you. Um, And then if you have a spare eye patch, slap that bad boy on too. But to find out more about hearing health, please visit askanaudiologist.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. You can find more information at askanaudiologist.com. And you can follow us on all our social channels at askanaudiologist. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. I have once had a patient. Oh, okay. Listen, cats like to bat them around, dogs like to eat them, and I was brought, and I'm not kidding, a hearing aid that was eaten and then came out the other end. And, and so you that put it right probably- back in, didn't even yep. clean it. Yep. 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 This is your punishment. <laughs>